1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I am one of your hosts, along with my co-hosts, Alberto Casayas and Jim Inman. And we're all three here, and we have something special for you this episode. We'll talk more about that here in a second. Uh, How are things, Jim?
0: Uh, Life is good. No complaints. Um, Things are uh, just, you know, it's summertime, so things just continue moving on with... Warm weather, and uh, just, I I have no complaints, my friend. I really can't say any more than that. Very
2: cool. Alberto, how about you? Things are good. Um, Went out of town with the family. Down to the valley, which in Texas is down towards Mexico. I was actually in a, in Corpus for a hot minute just because I uh, wanted to take a slight detour and just kind of drive past Corpus on the way home. Uh, birthday parties for kids. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the pictures, but I got to hold a giant 80-pound bright yellow python that was not comforting whatsoever, but I did it. So I, I'm, I'm kind of proud of that. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah that, that was a ginormous python for sure uh
2: that was. yeah and, i mean and like so we're at this birthday party and i go to use the restroom and i literally walk out of the restroom to the living room to this dude holding an 80 pound python i uh, literally i didn't even think about it i'm like dude you got a snake like that and it just kind of like came out and he turns around this python and he's like oh yeah I'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> i
0: i would have i would have run out screaming like a little girl <laughs> I, I five years old family vacation to Disneyland someplace down in Florida we were in this big amphitheater and they said hey little boy. there's like this the whole show and the 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 person running the program said hey little boy come up here and we're gonna we're gonna have you part of the act." So like all right I'll go down there. So I trot down there and they have me turn around and face the audience. There's hundreds of people, and like, okay, this is cool. And all of a sudden, that weight and that cold, slick skin on my back and on my neck. And I mean, I bolted, I hung on to my parents, (laughs) like, get that thing off of me. That's the last time I touched a snake. You have it all you want, Alberto. All (laughs) you, buddy. All you.
1: That sounds like Gatorland to me.
0: It was something like that. It was one of those yeah. lands, like Snake Land, freak out your child for the rest of their life, land, something along those lines.
2: Uh, it's awesome! That's awesome. Yeah. Yes, we all have yeah, things was, that, that scar us.
1: Yes,
0: yes. It was
2: a, uh, and the, the, you know, it, of course, I get the business end, and he says, you know, he's like, just you just got to keep calm and don't move fast. I'm like yeah, that's cool. <laughs> okay. And so this thing kind of like curls around and you, and you can't, like you think you're going to be like, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Snake. And you're going to move it like it was a puppy or something. No, this thing's an 80 pound muscle. It goes where it wants. And, and if you're lucky, you can reasonably guide it. And so it rests its head on the back of my shoulder, almost like at my armpit. And this thing just stops dead. It just stops. And so I'm holding it. I'm afraid to move my arm. And it starts breathing, and it was the creepiest thing because it, it had, like, full, deep, human-like breaths, and it was just exhaling all over the back of my arm for, for about a good minute and a half. And I was just like, it was the weirdest experience, but it was so cool at the same time. Yeah. That's great. I, I that's,
1: think... that's
2: real cool. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: next topic, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I... For for me in my world, not uh, a lot is going on. uh, Other than uh, that, this week has been. Uh, our test week, uh, between me and, and Alberto, our, our workout regiment and, and, uh, we're kind of uh, doing a one rep maxes and that's been quite the experience. I've, I've never pushed myself quite like this. Um, uh, Alberto, what have been your impressions on, um, we, we both had a couple weeks off after doing our, our uh, template here and
2: we're, we're both seeing good numbers. What, what, what's been your takeaway? You're strong as hell, dude, and you didn't even know it. That's my takeaway. I don't even want to talk about myself. You're, you're, you're crushing it. Well, it was a, it, it was a really good it. week
1: yeah it has been a very good week and uh, the, i didn't even know it is absolutely true and that i think that is my biggest takeaway is that i i've never tested myself in these ways to begin with so that that's obviously a factor on all of this but now that i'm starting to to test i i'm realizing that i am far more capable of things than i would have guessed and so i'm pring in every one of these areas but not just by a little, like I'm not just hitting the theoretical one rep max that my, app, or that my app has been, you know, providing me. It's like 20, 30 pounds more for the most part on all of these, either that or these are just numbers like the 315 on the squat today. Uh, it was, you know, I didn't, I, I don't think I would have normally been able to, you know, or I wouldn't have ever thought that I was able to do that. Uh, my point for bringing that up really isn't to show off, Hey, Chris is strong. It's that my takeaway is that oftentimes we as humans underestimate ourselves and limit ourselves. And if we can get outside of our head, if we can stop. Uh, assuming or taking the advice of others or just using those subconscious limitations that that we so often put on ourselves, we can do so much more than uh, what we think is possible if we just allow ourselves to do that. And so when I walk this whole week, as I've been walking up to that bar, I've been going, okay, if I didn't have that number on my phone, what do I think I could do? Maybe, possibly. And then I'm like, add five, add 10 to that. Let's try it because worst case I fail, I bonk. It's no big deal. Uh, as long as I don't hurt myself and Alberto's there, he can watch me he can help me. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're there for each other in that regard. And so I was, I didn't have to be fearful of trying to do something on my own, which is also a nice thing. Um, but yeah, that's my encouragement for our listeners. Don't, don't limit yourself. Um, so that, Brings me to that—that uh, that kind of ties in somewhat to uh, our episode this week. Um, I part of my rest week that that I had uh, in the last couple of weeks was that I went to Arkansas and I spent some time on the Keto Savage compound with Robert Orion Sykes. And if you don't know him, look him up. He goes by Keto Savage. Uh, he has an apparel line. He has—he's the creator of the Keto Brick. He's a keto fitness and wellness coach. He is. Uh, a body, a professional level bodybuilder, all of these things, he he's all of that, and then he's just a really great guy on top of all of that. And so I got the chance to do some work with him, and we took a little bit of time and sat down and had a little bit of a discussion. And I just recorded, or I set one of my, my field recorder in, in between us, and just kind of recorded it. So it's pretty impromptu. Uh, guys, are, are from from what you've listened to? Are there any takeaways that the guys that the guys listening should be listening for, or any anything like that before we get started into the act? Interview,
2: uh, I think uh, we should just let it speak for itself. I mean, it, it, it couldn't have been any better. It's kind of a special treat for you guys. I mean, there's a one on one face to face. That is a slightly different experience. And uh, I mean, tons of insight, tons of good information. Uh, just he's just a genuine dude. And I think you guys are really, really going to enjoy it.
0: I'm just going to echo what Alberto said. You know, we've been able to uh, share a lot of stories from the common man, so to speak, from the guys who have been on uh, past episodes of the Keto Man's Club podcast, uh, guys that are in our Facebook group and whatnot. So having it um, from a different angle and hearing the experience and everything, I really think everybody's going to
1: enjoy it. Agreed. Okay. So without any further ado, without uh, any further delay, let's go ahead and dive on in to my discussion uh, with uh, Robert Sykes. So I'm on site with none other than Robert Orion Sykes the keto savage. And uh, it's my privilege to get to work with him for a couple of days and get to sit down and chat with him. So we uh, wanted to sit down and, and, and talk and just kind of get to know you a little bit better and, and get you in front of some people that maybe you haven't been in front of before uh, and, and get a little bit of your story. But then also we want to talk about uh, what it means to be savage, what it means to be uh, aggressive as a man in the ways that are good, that, and and that's something that gets misconstrued as like anger. I know that for, for me, that was something I dealt with a long time. I couldn't I couldn't see past my redheaded anger mm-hmm. and, to understand what aggression was separate from anger and being uh, being aggressive. That people would say aggressive, and so that type of thing. I, I, we want to dive into some of that. But who are you? Kind of where did you come from? And uh, maybe the Cliff Notes version. Your story. Your full story is out there in other places. So. Uh, We'll we'll link to so that people can get your full story, but kind of give us a Cliff Notes version of kind of where you came from and and how you found keto and, and why you keep with it.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. I definitely appreciate the opportunity. Uh, notes version: I've been keto now for about five years. Um, I've been competitive as a bodybuilder, natural bodybuilder, for ten years now, probably. And originally was following a standard bro dieting approach. You know, taking in a lot of carbohydrates, uh, a lot of protein, high protein, very minimal fats. And after competitions, I would just notice myself. You know, even before competitions, just in general, my my day to day, I was drained. I was lethargic. I didn't have the zeal for life that I do now. And And, you know, come to find out a lot of that was because of the hormonal implications um, that take place when you go down to a really low caloric intake and you're doing a lot of high protein, very minimal fat. Um, And I just realized that that lifestyle as a whole was not very sustainable. You know, packing six, seven meals a day, you know, while I was a college student at the time, carrying all these Tupperwares, training like crazy, and then not really giving my body the right fuel. And there was not really any insight into macronutrient and micronutrient quality. It was just tracking macros. Um, and it's just not not stable, not good. I developed a bunch of eating disorders, and it's really started going downhill. After my third competition, I played around with carbohydrate backloading, which is basically the elimination of carbs in the early part of the day. Um which, you know, I later found out to be basically keto. And I just started feeling much better and I would feel poorly when I introduced the carbs in the evening. So I started doing carb backloading without the carbs and didn't know what it was called, didn't know it was keto. But the deeper I dug into what it was and why it was working for me, you know, that's when I found out what keto was. I listened to uh, a Tim Ferriss podcast talking about keto with Dom DiAgostino. Um, read Jimmy Moore or yeah Jimmy Moore's book keto clarity and the rest is history I've been keto now for five years and I've just kind of dedicated my life my business to teaching others about what I've learned in the process and kind of helping them avoid some of the pitfalls and realizing there's an alternative out there that's healthier than the standard bro dieting approach
1: absolutely so just for those who don't know uh, Robert is is at, at keto Savage on Instagram and pretty much everywhere else Ketosavage.com. Yep. he's also also creator of the Keto brick. We're going to talk about that here in a bit, like how that came about and things like that. Uh, and then, uh, he's launching an apparel line very, very soon. Uh, and so, uh, his, his apparel line and, and his lifestyle stuff is coming out there and it really is all, uh, very about trying to be in touch with ourselves as we are as humans and trying to optimize everything from what I'm seeing. Right.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like there's a, a joining of you know being very primitive and primal but then also like leveraging the the modern day technology the modern day research what we know but bridging that gap there's so many people out there that are trying to do all of one or the other and they're missing out on the opportunity that exists somewhere in the middle so like with my brand and my business and my lifestyle i've tried to really you know be up to date with where i can leverage modern day tools and and just the science that's out there but then not stray too far from you know my roots and the basics because there's so much be said for you know going back to basics and as it relates to you know my nutrition and my training I don't try and overcomplicate that I mean I eat quality clean ketogenic foods uh, that are very nutrient dense and I train very hard and that you know carries on into my business life my relationship with my wife and just everything in general like I try to have a good you know idea of what my foundation is built upon and then not stray too far from them.
1: So uh let's talk about the the keto brick uh, and and this will kind of tie into maybe the sub sub question is what has doing competitions been like now that your keto as compared to before and i know that the keto brick the the roots came from being busy trying to do competition, needing something very specific. And so you just kind of created it. Tell us a little bit about that and kind of the comparison.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So before keto, when I would compete, you know, I'd prep for a show um, and I would just be really depleted. I'd have very low calories, very low fat. My testosterone would go down. Um, I just wouldn't feel good. And when I switched over, started doing a ketogenic approach, which there was no really—I mean, I couldn't find anybody online that had done what I'd done to a T. So I kind of had to blaze my own trail with regard to keto contest prep. Um, but I just—it was a world of difference. I mean, I felt better. My fat stayed very high, so my my hormones stayed more stable. I had more energy. I had more mental clarity. Um, I was just—I was just great at a whole other level. I, I felt hungry. I mean, I was hungry. Calories go low when you're in Prep—that's that's going to be the same no matter what diet you're on. But it was much more sustainable and much more enjoyable, and I, I brought a better conditioning to that stage than I ever had before in the past following a carbohydrate-based approach and. That I won my pro card with keto and the, the keto brick kind of came out of necessity. The last month or so of the prep, I was looking for a really good, you know, calorically dense macronutrient bar that was keto friendly, obviously, and that wouldn't cause any bloat on stage. And most products out there are full of like filler ingredients and, and things that are going to cause you to retain some water and just not look optimal. So I set out to kind of make this thing for me, never with the intention of selling it, had it on a YouTube video or two and I kept getting a lot of, You know, interest in it. What is this? Where can I get it? How do I make it? And I just like, oh, it's just something I I made for my prep. No, no worries. And uh, my mom actually was like, you gotta start selling these things. I'm I'm reading these YouTube comments and everybody's asking about this keto brick. And I'm like, ah, it's it's nothing. Um, We kept getting these comments, and a couple months in, probably about six or seven months in, we're like, okay, let's just see what happens. So Crystal and I started, you know, putting our heads together, looking into health department rules and regulations. uh, You started making different recipe formulations in our kitchen. Landed on something we thought worked well, and. And the rest is history the keto brick was born and it's been booming ever since
1: yeah uh, it's been quite the uh, the thing to get to see in person the uh, the operation it's being you know been publicized on youtube through vlogs and just uh, launch updates and everything else like that uh, chronicling this entire journey and so for those of you who haven't seen the videos go to youtube check out uh, the keto savage channel and uh, Check out where this has come from because it's just going to skyrocket from here. There's a new piece of equipment that was supposed to be in today, yeah. uh, and uh, unfortunately, uh, it, it didn't, but that's gonna make them that much more efficient, that much more able to get this product created and out to the masses, and, and it, it's yummy. So, you know, that's yeah. always helpful. That's always helpful. Um, so, um So one of the things that's a hallmark for you with keto specifically is you are, if there's camps in keto on the very high fat Mm -hmm. side of things, talk to to us about that a little bit, Uh, maybe the whys, but you know, how it works for you and things like that.
3: Yeah, it's a good question. And I don't, I don't like to, you know, pigeonhole myself and say like, this is, Who I am in the keto space, and I don't budge from this because I I try to have a pretty flexible demeanor about me and and willing to learn you know as new things and research and science comes to the keto space. But I definitely gravitate towards a more traditional higher fat ratio keto. Um, You know it's going to be different for everybody. There is a certain degree of individuality. Everybody's going to have a different fat threshold. Everybody's going to have a different protein threshold, and even a different carbohydrate threshold. So you have to kind of experiment and see where your body responds best. But in working You know, with as many clients as I have, and also just all the self experimentation I've done, I've definitely noticed that once you allow yourself to become truly, deeply keto adapted and maintain that deep state of ketosis for, you know, extended periods of time, the body tends to operate most efficiently um when your when your fat ratio is a bit higher you you can tolerate more protein it seems the longer you're adapted to a to a point but i feel like a lot of people that are just going way too high on the protein they're not really tapping into true potential because their body's not you know kind of having to adapt to that level of fat adaptation because there's just so much excess carbohydrates and protein other nutrients that aren't there
1: uh so I guess the follow-up to that is, uh, are you like Danny Vega and do you track every single macro that you eat or are you more intuitive?
3: Uh, I'm intuitive when I'm not prepping for a competition. When I'm prepping for a competition, I track everything to the, to the macrogram. Um, and I, I track when I'm doing like an experimentation or, or trying to manipulate something and see how my body responds. But if I'm just in an off season and my focus is more so I'm building muscle than it is to have a certain compositional look and I'm okay with putting on a little extra body fat, then I won't track near as, you know, religiously. Um, I'll let myself loosen up a little bit, give myself the mental break necessary to make really strict dieting sustainable when that time comes.
1: So to that regard, you have your macro calculator on the website mm-hmm. and um, that it's a little bit unique because you have the phases. Can you talk about that a little bit? Why, why you've made it to where it's like the induction phase and then the maintenance and things like that. What, what's kind of contributed to and is that in your experience is that something that's that's a better focus than just having one generic one or just what have you found?
3: So that's like my macro calculator is, is kind of broken down like that because it, it really points people in the direction of a rip the band-aid off approach. You know, especially if you're just now starting the ketogenic diet and you're coming from a standard American diet where your protein and carbs are much higher, your fat's much lower. That macro calculator kind of advocates for, you know, a higher fat ratio, like we talked about before, but then also a very low carbohydrate intake, especially in the very beginning. So it's also got a slight, you know, caloric deficit. So, you know, keto evolutionary speaking is is designed to kind of give your body and brain what it needs in states of very low calorie intake fasting state so if you're dropping those calories initially you're going to be able to ramp up that ketone production especially if carbohydrates are very low and the fat ratio is very high so it just kind of primes the pump so to speak to really get you adapted more quickly and then as you adapt you're able to tolerate a little bit more carbohydrate a little bit more protein to figure out what that threshold for you is cool
1: um so Let's talk about the uh, the the body fat percentage thing you talked about. You know, you you previously uh, during the competitions would Mm -hmm. get your body fat percentage very low Uh, pre keto that messed up with the hormones. What was your your body fat percentage roughly whenever you did your
3: keto? I got down to about three and a half percent body fat, which is freakishly lean, not sustainable long term by any means, keto or not. But it was it was insane, man. I mean, I had a better I've been lean at every show and I've placed one at every show, but the conditioning and just like the vascularity like the thinness of the skin with a ketogenic approach is just so far above what i've ever been able to obtain with a carbohydrate based approach that it left me wanting nothing more i mean i'm not planning on going back to carbs anytime soon yeah
1: when's your next competition
3: 2020 i'm going to start prepping probably november 1st of this year and then um, i've taken a couple years off to put on some more size as a natural athlete it's important to give yourself enough time to actually have a true off season um so that said i've had productive offseason I'm about to bring the house down when I return to the stage that's the goal anyways awesome
1: so let, let's get into the the, the real meat
3: that I, I'm most interested in and
1: and the the question that Alberto passed along was what drives you Ooh, that's a deep question
3: it's changed honestly I mean I I have a, it's changed a lot with the business too. And the business has taught me so much about myself. Competitions taught me so much about myself. Like anytime you're doing a competition prep and you push yourself that hard for so long without wavering, you, you dig deep and you figure out who you are. And I've learned a lot of those lessons, you know, in a different light through the business and, and owning the business and having employees. Now, like I have a lot of responsibility. A lot of people are depending on me and it's hard, man. It's hard to put yourself out there into the space, give it your all and then be met with criticism and be met with, you know, failures. It's hard to put yourself out there and know what your intentions are and then people just not get it um, you really have to kind of develop thick skin but as far as what drives me you know it's 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 the majority of the people out there that appreciate what i'm doing the content i'm putting out you know i get emails every single day i get messages every single day i get dms every single day about how something i've said in a podcast in a youtube video something i did for a competition sparked something in them and that's changed their outlook towards the nutrition, their lifestyle. That's why I do what I do. Because like, no matter what happens with the rest of my life, if I was to die tomorrow, I can confidently say that I've had a positive impact on multiple people. And that's what living is all about. Absolutely.
1: So your your moniker, the Savage, it's in all of your branding and everything associated with what you're you're doing as a business and as a uh, influencer. What does Savage mean to you?
3: So Savage, it's kind of, like I said, bridging the gap between the old and the new. There, a lot of people lean too heavily on the convenience that modern day brings us. They've they've stepped away from just that raw primitive instinct that used to be what allowed us to survive. And for me, I want to kind of bring that back in my business, my branding, my training, and have that measured approach to things, but then just really lean on that primitive raw power. And when that is harnessed correctly and channeled in a positive way, there's so much more you can accomplish and so much more you can do to help others. And if you have that channeled correctly and you're adding a positive impact, you're adding more value than you're taking, then you're going to be able to live a more fulfilled life.
1: What are some of the and I kind of I know some of these answers but just to give some examples to our listeners what are some of the things that you are Intentionally trying to reintroduce into your modern life that would be considered a little more savage.
3: Uh, well, I've always loved hunting and the outdoors. I grew up hunting my whole life, uh, but I've never really been much of a bow hunter. I just nobody in my family had. I hadn't been raised, you know, hunting with a bow. Um, but bow hunting is is a very primitive sport. It's kind of like the art of hunting. So this year, I'm I'm making it a point to learn my my archery skills, improve my archery skills, and hunt. Not necessarily completely with archery, but I plan on harvesting my game this year with a bow. I think that's a good way to get back to our roots, back in nature, back to a an art form that is waning. Actually, I think it's coming back a little bit more now. But I feel like archery is starting to become, you know, "quote unquote" cool again, which is exciting for me to see. But that's that's definitely one thing that I'm trying to to really learn and and bring back to my life.
1: And archery, or otherwise, you've done a couple uh, like retreats on your ranch mm-hmm. uh, where. You and Brian and Danny, like you just didn't eat unless you caught it, or at least you were g- not going to eat anything until you actually had actually you know shot or killed something.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, we did that trip and it was, the rule was we couldn't eat until we had killed something to eat. And then when we, we had done that, we, we unlocked the brick so we could eat a keto brick at that point uh to kind of fatten up whatever lean game that we had caught or killed. But, um, But yeah, I feel like, you know, kind of going back to that convenience thing, people can walk into a grocery store, they can walk into a gas station, you know, throw a couple quarters on the counter and get some crappy, you know, prepackaged food there's there's a lot to be said for having to go out into the wild harvest your own food process your own food cook your own food and eat your own food and the, the satisfaction and fulfillment you get from doing that is just so much more so than you can get from just walking into a store and buying something like having to work for everything you have in life is the coolest sensation
1: i know that when that trip for danny was life-changing because he he and he talks about it on instagram and on his on the podcast that he that for him was very much just I killed my first deer and I processed it the same day. He was actually posting about that today or yesterday, and how this year has been a, a transformational year for him in uh, in that in that nature, being more savage, getting back more further to his roots. And that I think that's something a lot of us, myself included, uh, kind of have lacked. I've grown up and you know, I was born in eighty one, so I've grown up. Through the technology boom, I've been, at, you know, 100% the computer geek and, and, mm-hmm. and all of that. And it served me well career-wise and, and everything else. But I did tech support for 15 years before I realized that sitting in a chair at a desk for 40-plus hours a week was Slowly but surely going to kill me. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that I had to do something. And I tried to do a few things, but they never did work. And then I found keto. And that's my own story that I'll tell on another day. But Part of my journey as I've regained my health has also been finding the gym and finding that aggression. And so what are your tips in that regard? I I see I I got to work out with you today in the gym and get to see you in in your own element. We we worked out last year at KetoCon, but as is natural, you probably weren't as intense as what you were here today. You're pretty intense in the gym.
3: See, it's funny because like we were filming today. So today was like, I, I mean, I had a couple intense moments, but it wasn't like crazy. Mm-hmm. I wish I could just, see, nobody sees my crazy because there's never a camera when I'm crazy, you know, because it's hard for, it's hard to film and have an eye towards like the angles and the shots and like, how's this going to look on YouTube, do like a tutorial video and just let yourself go. Like there's, there's got to be a separation there to truly let yourself go. So we'll have to try to the camera sometime. I'll show yeah. you. Savage. Um. But yeah, like for me, training, I mean, you look, you look back hundreds of years ago. And we were like literally fighting on a day-to-day basis for survival. You know, we had battles, there were wars, you know, people would go, they would wake up and they didn't know if they were going to be at war that day, that they're going to have food that day. There was just like a lot of obstacles. Now there are still obstacles for people, especially depending on where you're located, et cetera, et cetera. But for the most part, especially if you're living in America, I mean, you've got it pretty easy in the grand scheme of things. To me, the gym is kind of like my self-induced battlefield. It's like my outlet to just fight, you know, fight for something. Um, so, like, when I'm in the gym, I'm, I'm trying to have a very, very methodical meditative approach to my lifting and really focus on the mind muscle connection but then also just be truly raw and powerful and let myself go so i i love it man like the gym is therapy for me as far as tips and tricks i honestly do not have it's kind of funny because i've trained for so many years that i've got a, a very i'm very in tune with my muscles and my body my my body mechanics how i move the different lifts that stimulate those muscles but I, i'm not like a anatomy guru like i don't know all the specifics that you know people are a textbook i've just learned it through self-experimentation and then i just train hard and train heavy and that's worked pretty well for me so let's
1: let's talk a little bit about business i know you love to talk about business and we've got a lot of business uh business people, whether they're in a corporate job or they're working for themselves as, a, as an entrepreneur or they're a boss somewhere. Mm-hmm. You went from working a corporate job, the railroad, correct? Yeah, the manager at the railroad. Yeah. So you, you went from working a corporate job to launching your own brand, becoming a content creator, creating Keto Brick. And now you've got your multiple employees and multiple product lines. And there's all these... All these uh, balls in the air that you're constantly juggling, you've not like this has been probably the most calm that that you and I have been in the last 48 hours since, you know, since we started uh, hit, hit the ground running uh, Tuesday morning. So talk a little bit about what it is has been like on that journey going from the nine to five to The 24, because it's pretty much a 24 hour life for you at this point.
3: Yeah, it's there's nothing else like it. I mean, there's no it's kind of funny, man. Like when you start your own business, you become an entrepreneur. You notice yourself slipping in your relationship with the people you had before. And it's not because you don't care about them anymore, but it's because there's much less for y'all to relate on. I mean, the, the friends that I had, and I mean, they're still my friends, but they just don't get it. And it's hard for me to relate with them because like their struggles aren't the same as my struggles. So there's just, it's just nothing. There's just nothing like, um, and it is very, very intensive. Like I I wake up early, I go to bed late. There's no clocking in or clocking out. It's just, you have to always be on. and. I'm passionate about the work that I'm doing. I want to put my best self forward. I don't want to cut any corners. I don't want to sacrifice things. Like when you're working for somebody else, it's easier to convince yourself it's okay to like, you know, cut a corner. Or like it's okay to just slack and not be the absolute best you can. But when you're your own boss and everything you're building hinges on your output and productivity and effectiveness, and you're, you've got employees relying on you, you're building the future for your family. You know you can't you can't sacrifice anything you can't you can't half ass the life that you're living and that is the biggest difference like everything that I do now I do with absolute intention with a bigger picture in mind to the best of my ability. There's times where I make mistakes and those mistakes cut me that much deeper. There's times where I see successes and those put me that much higher. Um, it's it's a constant juggling of figuring out how to make that sustainable and be the best that I can be, but then do so in a way that I can sustain for the rest of my life because I'm not, I don't have a plan B. Like I'm I'm gonna figure this out no matter what it takes and I'm just gonna live it to the best of my ability. Yeah,
1: well that's a good way to go. Kind of jumping out of the plane. You hope you will a parachute if you need it. Uh, So you've got, this is a question that I ask most of our guests on the podcast is, is if you were to, have the chance to talk to yourself or a person that's in a similar situation that you were pre-keto, pre-finding the savage life, pre-finding what it means to be an entrepreneur and be that primal man that you're trying to be now. What would you tell them? What would you tell? What would you want to know yourself then that you now know?
3: Um, I think... I think you need to be self-aware. I think that's an issue that I had, you know, 10 years ago. That's an issue I see a lot of people have is they don't know their strengths. They don't know their weaknesses. They they see very they don't see the full picture they don't they don't have a full perspective and the only way to gain that is to just put yourself out there and experience different things um you know always have an open mind always be willing to learn something i truly believe that everybody on this planet has something of value to teach others um so never taking that for granted never putting yourself on a pedestal above anybody else always having a student mentality if you do that and you believe that you can learn something from everybody you're going to be much more observant in every situation you find yourself in and in doing that you're going to gain a lot more perspective and have more self-awareness. And then when you have that, you're able to approach situations, opportunities, hardships with a much more acute um, handle on how you're going to get past that. And for me, the, the most I've ever grown in any finite time, in any acute instance has been when I was doing something incredibly hard, something incredibly challenging, the competitions, the business, you know, whenever things are really hard, when most people are like, you know, screw this, this is not worth it that's like that breakthrough aha moment where i just gain so much more perspective so much more self-awareness and just catapult myself forward in life and then all of those things you can stack together and give yourself a firmer foundation for building upon your future so for me giving advice to others you know if i could give advice to my younger self it would be to you know have that student mentality have that open mind and just expose yourself to different ways of thinking different philosophies no never you know corner yourself into one limited way of thinking, whether that be towards nutrition or business. I mean, when I was doing keto for the first time, nobody in the bodybuilding space thought what I was doing made sense. They all doubted me, and then I beat them all on stage. And that opened my eyes too, because it's like people... Sometimes think that you know they're what they're telling you is the best thing for you, but sometimes you just have to be like, you know what? I'm diving deep, and I'm going to blaze my own trail, and I'm going to learn as I go, and make mistakes, and that's okay. You know, it's, sometimes you have to close your mind and and ears to what the naysayers are saying. But having an open mind in general, overall, I think is he is huge. It's a pretty abstract answer, but <laughs> it, it's
1: it's a good one though because it, it, I think that's true. I, I, I think that it's. Um... I think it's true. We've gotta be able to to stay open and and I think anyone who has found keto, it flies in the face of conventional current conventional wisdom quote mm-hmm. unquote of what health is supposed to be that they're like, What? Eat fat? Like thought that fat was bad. We we're supposed to do vegetable oil and all of this non saturated and, you know, chemical sludge, what it really actually was. But, you know, we didn't realize that for you know most of my life. Mm-hmm. It flies in the face that I think most of us have had that moment of we have to be a little bit more open to maybe some things you know, not quite there on the nutrition side. But I think that I, I agree with you wholeheartedly it extends to all areas of life I Can't be completely dogmatic on, on everything just because that's the way we were raised or yeah, that's what we heard and so, and chose to believe because it sounded like it was easier or whatever the element uh, of, you know, that was, that was a factor on
3: it. Yeah. I'm getting to the point now where I notice, you know, I see the herd move one way and I almost always move the other way. Like when I see the trend line move in one direction, that group think mentality takes place and I start looking the opposite way. Like Mm -hmm. something, something's astray, something's missing. What can I learn from this?
1: Well, we're coming up on, on time, the the time that I asked of you. So I, I don't want to drag things out, even though I know I could talk all night with you because I, I find this so interesting and I've enjoyed it. our time together over the last couple of days. Um, what final parting shots would you have for our listeners? Things that, that you, you know, that I haven't asked about that you
3: would want to relate? You know, I think I think the main thing in life, we're going to get deeper. The main thing in life is to, like, you're going to die. You're going to die. I'm going to die. We're all going to die. We all know this, but we don't live like we know this. We all assume that tomorrow is always going to be given to us. And there's so many people that are stuck in jobs they hate, that are unhappy with the, the body they're in. They're unhappy with the relationship that they have in their life. There's just so much unhappiness. And if you let yourself... Settle for that, you're going to die, and you're going to be re- regretting your life. That has always been my lar- my biggest fear is to be on my deathbed and have regret. So find something that makes you tick. Find something that makes you excited to wake up every single day and just tackle. There's going to be hard days. There's going to be days where you're like, crap, this they this took it out of me. This today, for instance, for me was a rough one, but I loved every minute of it. You know, there's times where I'm like, oh my gosh, this this is not cool. But if I stop and think about how fortunate I am to have the opportunity that I do, like I I love it. You know, I found what I'm passionate in and I'm living it to the best of my ability. That's what's brought me true fulfillment. And I wish everybody on this planet experienced that for themselves. So find what that is for you. Grab it by the horns and run with it. I think that's good wisdom.
1: OK, where can people find you?
3: Keto Savage, everything on social media, uh, YouTube, Instagram, the website, ketosavage.com. And then Keto Brick for the mineral replacement bar and Live Savage Apparel for the apparel which will be launching this weekend not sure when this podcast goes live but
1: uh, it'll be a week or two but yeah it, it will go out before too long and so it will it, the, the apparel will be out there and live and people will not want to miss it it's got it, it, high quality stuff I got one of those shirts today and it's nice and comfy and you know it's going to be a good workout shirt from, from now on that's for sure Jam yeah, man yeah okay well thank you for taking time with, with me to, to, to chat and to let me me record and we'll uh, we'll have you back on sometime in the future you know where me and all the other co-hosts can can sit down and we can all have a full
3: conversation about
1: whatever it is
3: yeah 100 count me in there's everything i can do just let me know the more i can give the more conversations i can have the more learning i can do i'm all about it very cool
1: thanks so much Okay, well, that was our discussion with uh, Robert Sykes, and uh, I really enjoyed getting to sit down and talk with him, and uh, to be very honest with you guys, uh, after the recorder got turned off, we sat there and we talked for another 30 or 40 minutes uh, between ourselves, back and forth, uh, talking about life and, and, uh, and performance and everything. Um, Alberto, Jim, what what kind of were, from, from, from the interview, what were some of your favorite takeaways from what you... You heard from uh, Robert, or from from what we were talking about.
2: Uh, I honestly like how he, he takes what an average person, including myself, would would seem like a very overcomplicated, overwhelming task, and just do it. Find a simple way mm-hmm. to do it. And like, and just do it. Just just go after it and figure it out as you go, and jump in with both feet. Yeah,
0: I think that's. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is. You, you know, we've talked about it repeatedly on this show, uh, this podcast about, um, don't become, uh, exp- experience paralysis by over analysis and, you know, worrying about, you know, exact macros and things like that. Just diving in, do it, keep focusing on tweaking and adjusting and everything and away you go. So kudos to you, Chris, for being able to, uh, to have that opportunity to speak with him one-on-one.
1: Yeah, it was, um, it was a really great, um, uh, and he, he, he really is a uh, a wealth of not even knowledge but just wisdom um and and to be honest he's younger than me so it's not like um it's not it, it, it goes beyond age it goes beyond uh, that type of thing he just he has pursued everything in his uh, life with 100% of his effort, and there's no challenge too big, no too, uh, too small. He goes into detail uh, a, a little bit about how we got started with Keto Brick and the fact that he and Crystal would stay up all hours of the night hand-pouring their first batch or two uh, in their home kitchen. <laughs> is just insane to me because they were just willing to do whatever it takes to uh, to make it work because people were demanding it. People wanted to do it uh, or wanted them to do it. And uh, that's turned out to be an amazing thing. While I was up there, they got a, a big, huge piece of machinery that's going to go into into their workflow here pretty soon. It's going to like quadruple their throughput because they're no longer going to have to hand wrap all of the brick uh like the packaging is going to be so much simpler after they can get that up and running but they got to get some materials and things like that to, to do that and so uh, it was really cool to be there during that uh, exciting time whenever they were getting the new equipment and get to be part of uh, filming some of, of uh, that arrival and, and help with the vlog for that uh, just really really cool times uh, going on there at uh, I will go ahead and, and give the the follow-up plug. I know that, that Robert already gave some of the details on where people can find him, but uh, if you're interested in his apparel line, if you're interested in Keto Brick, it's com. The website for Keto Brick is ketobrick.com, and you can find more about uh, the Keto Savage brand, his blog, his recipes that he posts. Um, everything there, there at KetoSavage.com. So those are the three main places uh, website-wise that you can connect with uh, Robert. And I highly suggest that you do so. He's He is an inspiration. He is uh, a guy that you can certainly look to. And when you see his work, work ethic, the things that he puts out, it will encourage you. It will uplift you and it will push you. It will challenge you to be and do more than what you thought you possibly could. And, uh, maybe that's possibly why I've been doing better on my PRs. Is that he, he rubbed off on me a little bit uh, with uh, with the time that I got to spend up there to uh, the challenge to second guess my my personal thoughts on what I am or am not capable of uh, physically in the gym. Well, gents, uh, any other takeaways? Any uh, any uh, highlights that we want to do about the group? We we didn't we kind of cut our normal format a little bit short for this episode.
2: Uh, One of our members, uh, Mike J, posted his transformation picture. He Mm -hmm. he didn't add any stats to it whatsoever, but uh, I mean, the guy clearly lost a ton of weight, put on a ton of muscle. Uh, Looks great. Um, You know, he didn't provide a whole lot of information, but uh, I just want to give him give him props because he did a great job doing a great job.
1: Yeah, he's doing a great job. I've been following him for a while and, uh, and he, uh, he definitely is uh, really killing it and, and doing great work. I think he's an EMT or something. And so I'm sure that his, uh, the his reclaiming his health has helped him a lot in that regard, because that can be a really physically demanding job. Um, well, Jim, any takeaways for you? Any call outs?
0: Um you know, I just think it's the it's the general supportiveness of the group i'm I'm looking through uh, the group right now on our Facebook page and um, our Facebook group I should say kind of redundant there in my comment but um everybody is at different points in this journey, and um there's no There's no perfect solution for anyone and everyone about how to um, make it where they want to be. Some guys are starting out, some guys are at the end, some guys are right in the middle, some are just you know back and forth kind of thing and whatnot. So don't feel when you hear these stories from our members in the group who share on the podcast with you about their personal successes and everything. You know everybody's had a roadblock, everybody's had a a hit, uh, struggle, whatever the case may be. That's the benefit of 2,500 plus guys pulling for you. um, They're here to be of assistance. So if you do find out that you have, uh, you've got something coming up that you can't figure out how to do a work around for a keto friendly uh, way of eating, or if you're trying to work out more and you're not seeing the opportunities that you want, whatever the case may be, just know that there's a resource of, of genuine people who are willing to give you their insight, maybe a little good natured ribbing as well, but, uh, just there to uh, be a support system no matter what.
1: Absolutely, we've got a, a really great group. I'm very—I've said this probably many times on the podcast by now, but I'm very thankful for this group of people that we get to hang out with virtually and sometimes physically, um, and, and, and be able to encourage and, and lift each other up.
0: I look forward to meeting you guys at some point. But so help me, if there is a snake involved, I'm, I'm it back to Indiana. Don't even, don't even be like. Hey, we're going to go to the anaconda farm. Yeah, peace out. I'm heading back north, boys.
2: (laughs) No, no, no. That is not my snake, and no intention of ever bringing that anywhere near my house. (laughs) Okay. Well, we we can still be friends
0: then, sir.
1: (laughs) Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, well, uh, let's go ahead and cut it off there for for tonight. Uh, the I'll give the the socials real quickly, um, and and the, the call the, the call to action as always. Uh, please rate. Please give a comment um, on uh, Apple Podcast or whatever platform that you're on. We're on pretty much every platform. I got confirmation from iHeartRadio uh, yesterday that we were now on iHeartRadio. Um, nice. so that's pretty much everybody that's Spotify, that's iTunes, that's, that's pretty much everybody that's everybody on the podcast. Uh, and uh,
0: and, and real quick, I want to throw in also, I've noticed that we are international, so uh-huh. I've seen spots in the UK, Australia, Europe, Canada. So, you know, voulez vous coucher avec moi, or whatever the case may be. <laughs> Kudos to all of you overseas <laughs> for listening to the Keto Man's Club podcast.
1: Absolutely, yeah. That's been really cool to see the stats and be able to uh, be able to see that. Uh, you know, we're really having a pretty good reach, not just uh, in numbers, but also in uh, geography. That's uh, that's been a really fun thing to see. Uh, but mm-hmm. the more comments, the more uh, ratings that we get in the apps, the more the algorithm thinks that we're important, and will put us uh, automatically in front of more people, give, give us a suggestion, things like that. Um, and so if you'll do that, uh, it would help us out a ton. Uh, the podcast can be followed on Instagram at, at keto man's club podcast. Uh, it, you can email us at keto man, man's club podcast at gmail.com uh, that's a great way to get in contact with us if you have uh, questions comments if you have a story or an experience that you want to share with other uh, other men uh, we'd love to hear from you we're, we're booking as far ahead in, in advance as we can to make sure that we uh, can keep the ball rolling for these podcasts so please feel free if you if you've got a story to tell we'd love to to give you a platform to tell it um, you can get to our Facebook group if you're not a member, or if you are a member and just want a really quick, easy way to get there, you can go to the ketomansclub.com and that will take you straight to the Facebook group. If you're not a member and you apply, please remember to answer all three questions, uh, that are there. That gives us the information that we have. We are, um, I would say, a little picky about who we let in the group because we do have such camaraderie, such uh, such an environment. We want to guard that uh, ever so slightly. And we're not we're trying to be prejudiced. We're not cherry-picking by any means, but we are trying to uh, we are trying to make sure that we have a certain standard of who we're, who we're bringing in. Uh, and so please feel free to apply. Uh, tr- and and we'd love to to see you join our, our our crew uh you can reach all three of us on in the group at the uh on facebook that's probably the uh, really the best way to get met to get in contact with us uh we are all three on instagram i'm at duckman keto alberto is capital underscore painter on instagram yes, and jim is jim inman jr on instagram you got it. as well and uh, so you can reach out. There's links to those in the, the show notes as well. Uh, so don't don't worry about taking notes. Uh, they're there for you. Uh, so you can just click on those links. We'd love you to follow us. But most of that, uh, most of the uh, easy way to get in contact with us is just reach out to us in the group, and we'll be there probably within minutes. Uh, if I'm in front of my computer, that's for sure the case. <laughs> Which I'm always in front of a computer <laughs> for the most part. So, uh, yeah. Well, thank you for tuning in. Uh, We're very thankful to Robert for being on the podcast and and, uh, sharing his story and his experience and wisdom with us. And until next week, have a wonderful week. m-a-n-s-c-l-u-b.com you can also follow us on instagram at keto man's club podcast lastly if you have any comments or questions feel free to reach out via email to keto man's club podcast at gmail.com thank you again for joining us today and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week